Hey, it's Drex from This Week Health Cyber and Risk Community, and I want to invite you to our next webinar. It's going to focus on what else? Defending health data. I'll be chatting with experts from Rubrik and Microsoft. Register right now at thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. That's all one string, R-U-B-R-I-K webinar, thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. See you online soon. Today in health IT, cyber incidents in healthcare, the cost and impact on patient safety and care. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels dedicated to keeping health IT staff current and engaged. We want to thank our show sponsors who are investing in developing the next generation of health leaders, Gordian Dynamics, Quill Health, Tausite Nuance, Canon Medical, and Current Health. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. All right, we have a webinar on Thursday of this week from 1 to 2 o'clock Eastern time, and it's on this topic. It's on this topic of cyber incidents in healthcare and the cost and impact on patient safety and care. Love to have you join us. Hit our website, thisweekhealth.com, top right-hand corner. You can sign up, give us your questions ahead of time. We have a great panel to discuss this. And we are going to look at what's what's going on and how does this really impact the patient. Today, we're going to look at a study which really kicked off this discussion and conversation. It is loaded with information. If you're doing presentations on cybersecurity, you're going to want to grab this study because it just has a ton of information. So the, the purpose of the research is to understand the cybersecurity threats targeting healthcare organizations and the cost of responding to attacks that can endanger patient safety and care. So you have really three aspects, right? Understand the threats that are targeting healthcare, the cost of responding and how it's impacting patient safety. And just again, chock full of information. 89% of organizations in the research had at least one cyber attack over the last 12 months. The report analyzes four types of cyber attacks and their impact on healthcare organizations, patient safety, and patient care delivery. As we said, cloud compromise, 75% of respondents say their organizations are vulnerable to cloud compromise. In the past two years, 54% of respondents say their organizations experience at least one cloud compromise. Organizations within this group experience an average of 22 such compromises in the past two years. Uh, Ransomware. We obviously, we all know what ransomware is. 72% of respondents believe their organizations are vulnerable to a ransomware attack. Supply chain attacks. 71% of the respondents say their organizations are vulnerable to supply chain attacks. 50% of the respondents say their organizations experience at least one attack against their supply chain in the past two years. And then business email compromise, spoofing, phishing, etc. These attacks encompass a wide range of impersonation tactics, such as spoofing, phishing, you get the picture. We all know what is going on there as well. An important part of the research is exploring how cyber attacks affect patient safety and care delivery. An important part of the research is exploring how cyber attacks affect patient safety and care delivery. 50% of respondents say their organizations had an attack against its supply chain. 70% of these respondents say it disrupted patient care. The consequences include a delay in procedures and tests that resulted in poor outcomes, such as an increase in the severity of an illness. Another consequence was longer length of stay, 51%. 
23% of respondents say there was an increase in mortality rate. So that's probably the worst outcome. Uh, let's see, 67% of respondents say that the business email compromise attacks and or ransomware attack against the organization's disrupted patient care. 21% of the respondents say those incidents and 24% of respondents say ransomware increases the mortality rate. Ransomware attacks are more likely than the other types of attacks to hurt patient safety, as we know, and technologies such as cloud, mobile, big data, and IoT increase the risk of patient information and safety, according to 67% of respondents. I'm not sure. Let me think about that. All right. Obviously, we had the cloud outage around Kronos. Uh, I'm not sure that impacted patient safety. I'm trying to think what cloud. I mean, I guess as we're moving the EHR up to the cloud and some other things, we could open it up. I, with cloud, I'm more worried about PHI and and privacy violations than I am security risks right now, but that's not to say that you don't need to architect for it. I'm just saying I'm not sure that's our biggest risk in this area. Other key takeaways from the the report, insecure medical devices and mobile apps are considered among the top cybersecurity concerns in healthcare. That's interesting. I'm not sure I would agree with that. I think our biggest cybersecurity concerns in healthcare are ransomware attacks and phishing and whatnot. Now, I guess we've identified those. When they identify medical devices and mobile apps, what they're saying is these are areas that we have not invested in to cover. And again, I'm not sure why that's the case. There's many good solutions out there for medical devices, Medigate, Order, and other things out there for really monitoring those devices, knowing what you have, And then, of course, being able to segment those devices off in the case of an issue. So I understand why it's on that list, but there are ways around it. Mobile apps, I I have to think about that again as well. The biggest mobile app is going to be MyChart or or, or the portal, period. It's going to be the biggest app that a healthcare system is using. And I guess there are a myriad of others, but at the end of the day, I'm not sure I would put those in the biggest attack vector to healthcare. Organizations use a combination of approaches to user access and identity management in the cloud. And I think that whole idea of identity management is probably one of the things that we need to get our arms around. We have identity as the new perimeter. And do we have the right identity strategies? Clearly, we're doing dual factor authentication and those kinds of things, but do we really have identity from one end to the other? And how are we making that identity part of our our security perimeter, if you will? The lack of preparedness puts healthcare organizations and patients at risk. We do tabletop exercises. Hopefully you're doing tabletop exercises. If you're not, that needs to start right away. But then there's some other strategies and tactics that we need to start thinking about, like taking first shift outages, It's interesting how many of these tests and whatnot we do on the second and third shifts. And they're really good at outages. In fact, they know how to operate on paper and they function really well. And the first shift never has to function on paper because that's where the majority of our revenue is coming in and the patients are coming in and all those things. So we make sure that the systems function during that time. Plus the majority of our staff is there to make sure it doesn't go down. So preparedness, understanding the fact that a lot of your Clinicians haven't operated on paper 
it was interesting talking to a health system that went through a, a ransomware attack and their physicians have not been trained on paper. Think about that. They're young enough that they've never really had to operate on paper and they, they just, they're like, okay, thanks for this piece of paper. What am I supposed to write on it? And how is this information going to get into the medical record when we're done and all that stuff? So there's some training that needs to go into that. A lack of in-house expertise, staffing and collaboration with other functions are challenging to having an effective cybersecurity posture. Lack of in-house expertise, staffing and collaboration. I guess we're talking about the fact that we're understaffed. Ensure, ensuring security without diminishing user productivity is considered essential to organization cybersecurity strategy. So we want to have security, but we want it to be as un, unintrusive as possible on the end user and their productivity. That is an admirable goal, but should not limit us in terms of what we actually do. Training and awareness programs and monitoring employees are top two steps taken to reduce the insider risk. That insider risk to me is one of the scarier things that's going on. And uh, let's see, what's the last finding, or not last finding, takeaways. As part of the cybersecurity strategy, 60% of respondents say their organizations use threat intelligence. That's awesome. So there's a whole bunch of just great charts in here and top six cybersecurity threats of greatest concern. 51% of respondents say their organizations had an average of three ransomware attacks in the past two years. 50% of respondents say their organizations had an attack against their supply chain. Frequency of attacks in the past two years is a great chart there. Let's see, cyber attacks have disrupted care, increasing the risk to patients. Did these cyber attacks disrupt patient care? And they have the types of attacks, then they have the types of impact on patients. And that's the that's the topic of my poll for Monday. So if you get a chance to go out to LinkedIn and see our Monday poll, it really is around the impact on patients. And they have a bunch of them here. Delays in procedures and tests result in poor outcomes, longer length of stay, increase in patients transferred or delivered to other facilities, increase in complications from medical procedures, increase in mortality rate, so forth and so on. So uh, a lot of great information in this. Love to have you guys join us for the webinar. It's going to be really fun. I, I don't know if fun's the right word, but we're, we're going to make it fun conversation around this topic. But if it's not fun, it'll definitely be informative. And that's what we're going to strive to do is get that conversation started so that you can take that information back into your health system and hopefully move things forward. All right, that's all for today. For someone that might benefit from our channel, please forward them a note. They can subscribe on our website, thisweekhealth.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, Stitcher. You get the picture. We want to thank our channel sponsors who are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders, Gordian Dynamics, Quill Health, Site, Nuance, Canon Medical, and Current Health. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.